Sure, gang, eh? welcome back to yet another episode of After School is After School with your girl, Sis G.U. that you guys are well at home. I hope that you're having a good week and uh, yeah, that you're good and healthy overall. I have no idea what I'm titling this episode. All I know is that I have stuff on my chest that I need to get off. Um, the past two weeks have not necessarily been cute. Actually, I'm not quite sure of April as a month, as a whole, as a concept. Uh, it's a no from me. I'm hoping that May is better. If you had a good month, good for you. Um, some of us, some of us, it wasn't the same. We were in the pits. So, like I said, I'm just going to speak in this episode. It kind of, like, in my heart, it's feeling like a rant. Um, and I hope some of you can resonate, but I'm also just learning a lot. And oh, I'm feeling a lot. Like, I can't stop reiterating that. And I think maybe I'm talking about my feelings because, I don't know, I, and this is a weird way to start this conversation, but my period gets worse the older I get. And I think that for a very long time, I had so much shame speaking about what it is that my body goes through as a woman. Actually, more than anything, I get so annoyed when I speak about something like my period on a public platform, even like Twitter, like when I tweet. But I realize I've done that because it shocks me. I think a period is shocking to the body, you know, and I feel like every woman knows this. You're fine and then you're not, you know, you're happy, then you're crying. OK, you're up and then you're cramping. And the older I'm getting, the it almost feels like the worse my period is getting and the worse the symptoms are and the more emotional I am during that time. But I think that speaks to my body changing at large and some of you will, you know, I do think I'm a bit more confident in my body now. And I think you guys can see it just via, you know, what I be wearing, what I be doing on the gram. But I, it's crazy to me that, or rather it feels like most of you, it seems like I'm more confident than what I actually am. When people speak to me about my body, they're like, oh my goodness, like you just out here, you doing shit, like you posting. And it's not necessarily like that to me. Like, yes, I'm at a better place than where I once was, but I know that the journey of loving my body is a very long one and it almost feels like I'm still at the beginning of that and I'm having to let go of my high school body you know in high school I was I was tiny I was tiny and I looking back at it I really wish that I enjoyed that that body and I wish that I wore what I wanted to wear then and that I wasn't so self-conscious and I just embraced the body that I have because you know like I'm often thinking like oh I wish I could go back to that but that's so unrealistic because high school was such a long time ago and I was a girl then and I'm a woman now and I have a woman's body you know and my body has been through a lot it has fought for me it's carried trauma it's dog like your body I just have a newfound respect for my body and all that it does for me and I'm having to navigate how I feel about my body when I when I gain weight which I have and it's weird people will give me such weird compliments they'll be like <laughs> someone was like to me oh my goodness I'm built just like you but yet I'm so shy to wear shorts like I'm super insecure about that and for me that's a backhanded compliment because one you're almost implying that I should be insecure because you're not you know like let's say we have similar body shapes or I don't know you just resonate to something that I'm doing it should be yo I feel confident confident enough to do that because I've seen someone else do it you know if you're going to tell someone that, yo, I'm confident, I'm, I'm insecure in the thing that you're doing, it almost feels like you want for me to be insecure and I'm, I'm not going to do that, you know? And I think I'm so sensitive to 
uh, comments about my body because it's mine and it's not yours and it's not ours. And I've been on a journey with this babes, a journey that no one knows, you know, and I love her and that's that. So don't make comments on anyone's body. I don't know where that came from, but yeah. It's, and I'm also in a weird place because I'm now trying to be more healthy and like be more active and just be more conscious of what I put into my body and just be a better babes. And in that, my mind is like playing games on me because now I feel like if I lose weight, I'm going to look weird. And I'm also hella aware that most of you were introduced to Gugu when she was a little bit bigger, you know? Whereas I feel like for majority of my life, I was smaller. So now I'm all, it's almost like, yeah, now I lose weight. What are people going to say? Like, what if I don't look nice, smaller? What if I... Uh, and I guess losing weight isn't necessarily my goal right now. Like, honestly, my goal is to get back to the things that my depression took away from me. And we're going to get into that. And being physically active and playing sports is is one of those things. Um, I know I feel good after the gym. I know I feel good when I play sports. I know I feel good when I interact with friends. I know I feel good when I do certain things. And sometimes your depression just strips you away of that because it makes you believe that you aren't worthy of those things. So being active is one of them that I'm actively working towards. And... I think it's going to go into my whole conversation of being intentional. And I think that's what this episode is about, really. But God planted the word, or God told me to start being intentional with my life, maybe in 2018. I don't know what I was going through, but my spirit was definitely moved. Like, I was on my WhatsApp statuses almost every day, just talk, like preaching about moving intention and how healthy and how good that is and how much of a good space it is to be in. So this has been a word that has been on my heart for a very long time and I'm feeling God press it some more, you know, just really making me aware of the power of moving with intention. And I think you're going to, this word is going to reflect in a lot that I'm going to say. So pockets, like we're coming to it. I'm going to start here. So I have, one of my favorite artists is Alex Isley. I first discovered her, I think, in early varsity. And I'll never forget the first song I heard of hers was called About Him. And it was on SoundCloud and I absolutely loved it and I shared it with everyone. Something I know about myself is that my love is loud. So when I care about something, it's almost impossible for me to just keep it to myself, but I will share it with those that I also care about. So like when I really like an artist or I really like a song, my friends are gonna know, you know, like I'm gonna listen to it and I wanna make you like it low key. And yeah, she recently released another album with Jack Dine and I'm obsessed with it and I'm obsessed with her. So naturally I've just been bumping it. And I just started asking myself, like, why do I resonate to this artist so much and why do I like her? Besides the fact that I think she carried me out of a very, a very, very dark place in my life and just reminded me how beautiful love is and how, you know, it's it, there's nothing wrong in wanting it and there's no shame in, in that game. I think she reminds me of love. God is love to me and I feel like I experience God lo God's love through the people around me and through things around me, such as music and certain artists. So I think I listen to Alex Isley every day because as an artist, she has the power to soften my heart. And I've been tweeting about like the soften hearts, hardened heart thing a lot because I am my best when I am my most vulnerable, when I am my most softest, when I am in a safe space. I am the best version of Google. I give the best love. I receive the best love. I just know that it's, it's the best version of me and because of how ugly the world is today and because of how bad things are I actively need things to soften my heart so I think I listen to Alex Isley every day because she reminds me that love is beautiful love is true love is godly love is warm love is soft love is safe so I then I like I started to deepen and I was like you know what every day I'd like to live out an Alex Isley song just because of what her music means to me and as I said, like you, certain things happen in the world and you start to harden your heart. And I think that sometimes I have realized that my heart was hardened to romantic love. And the word God is really speaking to me right now in this season is that 
there's so much love around me that I don't have a choice but to believe in romantic love. You know, like I experience love from God. I experience love from my friends, from my family, from the gang. You know, like from from people as a whole. Who am I now not to believe in a romantic love and not believe that that's going to be one of my greatest love stories, which is hard for me to say because I feel like I am someone who's really hard. I'm a softie, really. I have a big heart and I think I just go the extra mile of trying to protect myself because I know that. So for the most part, I'm always like, nah, don't waste my time. Nah, niggas, nah, niggas. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I stand by that. Nah, niggas. Nah, niggas for life. (laughs) I'm on that team. I'm on that train. But do I believe that I will be blessed to find something that is godly and that is good and that is just God's intention and, and God's definition of love? I... I definitely do think so. I've also realized that in the midst of being in a weird space, God has afforded me so much. Like, I can take care of myself in a manner that I've never been able to do before. And and maybe I'm speaking financially. Just having the ability to leave the house, to go for ice cream, waffles, dinner, whatever, take myself away for a bit, is something that is so big. And that is an answered prayer because I know that Pugulietu and Varsity used to dream of that. There were days in Varsity where I was in that room, like down and out, sad, depressed, out of my mind. And all I wanted to do was leave, but I actually just didn't have the finances to do that. You know, like small things also cousin me. Small things make me happy. And I hope I stay like that forever. Taking a walk and having fresh air in my face will make me feel better. Seeing a sunset will make me feel better. Being near the ocean will make me feel better. You know, so I'm at the point in my life where I can actually do those things for myself as often as what I need. And I know that's an answered prayer. And again, that's that's God's love for me. Something else I think that God is like trying to teach me with love and life is that you can't move on the defense. You know, if you're continuously moving through life with your hands up, you're going to miss so many blessings and you're going to miss so many beautiful experiences that had your name on it and beautiful people, you know? And I know that I am very protective of myself, like very, very, very protective of myself and my heart. And sometimes it is to my detriment. You have got to be open to experiencing love. That's why I'm going to keep saying this, but God is love and God shows me his love in different ways. And he's made making me realize that the longer I walk through life with my fists closed, the more I can't receive anything. I have to walk with my hands down and I have to believe that the things that are coming to me are good because he is faithful and he is good, you know? And if I do have a hitch and a bump in the road, that is a hitch and a bump in the road, but I'm on the road I'm supposed to be on and I'm still going to experience the love that he has for me, irregardless of whatever love I have experienced before, irregardless of the hurt, irregardless of the shame, irregardless of the guilt, irregardless of all of that, his plan for me is love and light and I need to believe in that and walk in that more openly and 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 more unashamedly earlier I spoke about the word intention and how God has just been like pressing that on my heart I think moving intentionally is so important because when you are passive and you're not aware of the things that you're doing you're possibly doing the wrong things and you're in the wrong room with the wrong people and when you are intentional about who you spend your time with the love you give the love that you receive the spaces that you're in you know the people you surround yourself with I almost feel like the outcome is always better than the outcome of being passive and I found in my life When I was not intentional and when I'm passive as a person, I feel like I'm the worst version of myself because I'm just not giving myself to anything and I'm doing everything half-heartedly. And in doing so, I know I'm not doing a good job. Like I know I'm not a good friend. Like I have the potential to be a bad friend when I'm passive and not being intentional about how I'm engaging with my friend and about the friendship because everything is so laxed, you know, like things just fly over your head. You're not really being present and being rooted. And I know that I'm 
passive when I'm overwhelmed, but more so, more so probably anxious and depressed. And when I'm in that space, I just really let go of everything and I can't commit to anything or anyone. But I do think there's a better way of going about it than obviously, you know, like completely ghosting people, not being in their, in their lives or not offering any support. And I'm, I'm really lucky that I'm at the point where my friends understand this, but there have been conversations around that, you know, like I never want to not be intentional because I think not being intentional is very, very dangerous. I even realized as I was thinking about the word being intentional, um, Oh, as I was thinking about being intentional, I started to think about what I feed myself and what I feed my soul. Uh, if you don't know, I have a YouTube channel called Uncomfortable Growth. And on it, I had a conversation about social media. Um, and last year, I decided to take a bit of a break. Not It wasn't long. It was like three weeks. But I just felt super overwhelmed. And I felt like I needed the space to formulate my own thoughts, to like just not to have people's opinions in my ears, you know, not to actually see what other people were doing, but to really focus on my life and see what I'm doing and being intentional with my my real life and my time. And I kind of felt God saying to me, you know, like, yo, I'm telling you to be intentional, but also be intentional with the things that you consume. And I have a very wishy-washy relationship with social media, and I'm going to do a whole nother podcast episode on that because I learn so much each day. But... I am at the point where I'm choosing to not engage as much because I want there to be more of an emphasis in my real life than my social media life. You know, what's happening on social media isn't my life. It's an application. You open it, you engage, you close it, you live your real life. And it almost feels like sometimes it's the opposite for certain people. And because it's the opposite, I feel like people you give to it so much and are trying to prove points and are trying to drag each other down. And it's like, it can be a very weird space. Like, I think Twitter is hilarious, you know? Like, I'm definitely there. I, I laugh, hee hee, ha ha. <laughs> But it's also a triggering space for me. And I think I used to have so much shame in saying that, but I realized, no, it's normal. And that's allowed. Like, you you can open Twitter and any sort of conversation is happening on that day. Something you may have gone through the, the night before, something that was traumatic that happened a few years ago, something that is sad. You may see someone that is a trigger. For, you, it's just, you never know. Like, when you're opening the app, you don't know what the discourse is of that day. And even if it isn't triggering, sometimes, you know, I'll be cool, but the, the conversation at hand will be sad. And I'm an empath, so sometimes I read things and it sticks with me, and now it's almost affecting majority of my day. So I'm also trying to be really intentional with what I feed myself and feed myself spiritually um, and soulfully. Like social media is cool, you know. I don't think social media is a problem. I do think it's like the people on social media, but like I'm learning to take real breaks and not feeling ashamed of that and not feeling bad to say that I need breaks from social media. Like I used to think, I used to internalize it as damn Google, you're so weak. Like you need to take breaks from social media. Like you scrolling for a little bit has the ability to affect you. And I'm like, yes, yes, it does. It actually really does. Like if I'm sitting there and reading and consuming all of this content and all of what everyone has to say and all of this bad news, I am bound to harden my heart. You know, I'm bound to be anxious. I'm bound to maybe not be as joyful. And that's not the heart that God wants for me to have. And again, that's why I'm actively softening my heart. And I create environments that soften my heart. Like, that's why I pray. That's why I listen to music. That's why I have the friends that I have. That's why I log off. Like, I'm so aware that the hardening of my heart has a lot to do with where I place my heart and where my heart is. If I put my heart in the right place and where it needs to be, it'll be okay. But if I expose it to things that I know have the potential to trigger it, then what am I expecting? And it's a hard conversation because with social media it's touch and go for me obviously I kind of work on the platforms but I have a really good relationship with it in that like sometimes I decide to work and sometimes it's like I'm not working now so I'm actually not gonna push it fuck y'all 
Love y'all, but fuck y'all. But there'll be times where my mind will play a game on me where I'm like, okay, cool, I'm not on social media right now. And it almost feels like I'm missing out on what actually is happening. It, it, it makes me feel like I'm missing out on the real world and real life. And I had to stop and think and be like, Google, the only, the only thing that's actually happening are the things you're doing in your life. The things that you're doing on social media aren't really happening per se, you know, like you're not necessarily missing out on much and there will always be another story and people are always doing things, you know, and you can always go back and catch up on certain things. You don't have to always be present. Well, this is for me, of course, like I don't always have to be present because it can be like quite a lot. And in that, I think that I've learned that social media can take quite a bit of my time, too much of my time. And in wanting to be more intentional with my life and the things that I feed myself, I've also realized that I'm just better with God. As a human being, I am so much better when I am seeking him, when I'm speaking to him, when I'm in his presence. I am smart, I'm kinder, I'm warmer. I am, I'm just the best version of Google. And when I tweeted earlier in the week that, yo, a soft heart really like suits me, a space where I feel vulnerable and safe, I just realized that I was really speaking about living in the presence of God. When I move with God and I am intentional about spending time with him and the things that are in my life and the things that I want, I'm just at peace. And when I'm at peace, I'm a better person, you know, and God is peace to me. And I think what's been so cool is that the more time I spend in my real life, the more my life is making sense to me. Like I'm now at a point where I'm somewhat understanding of the things that I had gone through in the past because of the amount of time I've spent by myself and with God and like just learning and unpacking, you know, like don't get me wrong. There are definitely things that I wish never, ever happened. They didn't ever, 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 ever have to happen and they should never <laughs> happen again. But it's cool to be at a point where you can understand why it happened to some extent. You know, I'm not saying that again, not all of my situations needed to happen. Some were just traumatic and they were wrong. Like, hell no. But some of them, like, I'm really at the point where I'm like, okay, cool. I can see what God was teaching me. I can see that he was taking me out of that. I can see he was leading me to this. I could see he was building this relationship with this person. And I don't think I would be able to do that if I didn't give him enough time um, so that I could hear him, like hear his voice and hear his words and know what that sounds like, you know? And I think making time for God is a very big thing. I know life is busy and I am definitely guilty of sidelining God, honestly, like feeling like I'm too busy to say a prayer, too busy to do this, but I no longer want to do that. And living intentionally now means that I'm intentionally going to make time. You know, it's the same thing when you want to work out. Yo, I'm going to work out, but life is so busy and you keep le letting life happen to you. You make time for the things that are important to you. You know, if you want to go to gym, you're going to wake up an hour earlier. If you want to have an extra hour of devotion, you're going to wake up that much earlier. You know, you're going to make the sacrifices for the things that are important to you. And I realize I make so many sacrifices for things that really don't feed me, that don't do much for me. You know, things that leave me empty at the end of the day instead of actually spiritually and soulfully feeding myself. So yeah, making time for God is a very big thing for me right now. And I know I'm just not doing the best and I got to do better. And he's telling me to do better. In my episode of Singlehood, I spoke about, or actually just throughout my podcast, I think I've spoken about the wait when you are intentionally waiting for a partner and intentionally wanting to date and have something serious. And I've expressed not necessarily knowing if you should do nothing in the wait or if you should have fun in the wait and do some things with people on the side, you know. But my issue is that sometimes when I do stuff in the wait, 
more often than not, those experiences don't serve me. And not all of them are traumatic, you know, some are cool. And I do think that God affords us good experiences in life, but it's very touch and go. Like I never know how to differentiate, like if I should just like really mise this and wait, or if it's worth engaging and am I going to learn something about myself in relationships and prepare myself for my husband further? Like it's weird. So because I'm in this space and because honestly, I don't have any prospects right now, which is so sad to say, <laughs> boo, tomato, tomato, tomato. I've now found myself wanting to go back and revisit things that are in the past. Now, everything that's left in the past is left in the past for a reason, you know, and I'm having to remind myself of that. And because I was entertaining those thoughts or revisiting those relationships with people, God, again this week, oh, like he does, just reminded me of why it is I had decided to cut those people off. And I'm never looking for it, but it will always show. Like, I naturally think that God doesn't have to do much to sometimes show you people's true colors because they're not hiding them. You're just blind to them because you don't want to see them, you know? So I think that sometimes he just turns your head <laughs> to the right place at the right time for you to actually see why he pulled you out of that. And I don't think, like, the people in my past are bad people, but it's just a matter of us not serving each other anymore and me not... I'm not going to get anything from it and maybe you won't either. It's also weird because I, I'm speaking very vaguely. I'm speaking like past bites, honestly. Like, it's winter, you know? I was thinking like, hmm, who from the past could I hit her? What could I do? What could I see? And God is just reminding me like all of those relationships ended for a reason. And not all of them ended badly, you know? Some of them, like I'm really, we're cordial, we're civil, it's good, it's nice. But I just know that that's where it needs to end. It's good, it's nice. You know, you don't need to be as good, as nice and me and you and now we're dating. No, it's not going to work. It didn't work the first time I don't think it's going to work now and yes people do change you know and I do think you need to give room to that but I don't necessarily think that the people I was considering have changed or rather I know that I need more and if it didn't work then I doubt it's going to work at this time per se but I'm also speaking about friends that God has taken out of my life and it's so weird you know people speak about friendship breakups all the time on the timeline and for a very long time I used to feel very like disassociated from that chat because I was like I don't really know what that feels like and honestly for the longest time I didn't but then I realized no I have lost friends it's just that I haven't lost like my my closest friends and I think because they weren't my closest friends I used to think that it's not worth being sad over you know and it's not worth crying over it's not worth dwelling you weren't even that close to them but I realized like each relationship you have with someone is special in its own way you don't have to be best friends but if there was someone in your life that you cared about and shared moments with and memories with and maybe spoke about the future with in whatever capacity romantically or in the friendship nature it's sad when that person is no longer in your life. And there were people that I kind of am not even kind of, they're people who are no longer in my life and that were once my friends that I was feeling weird about, you know? And I was like, yeah, maybe I should resurrect. Maybe I should do this. But God is just, he has really reassured me that the relationships he's put to an end have been put to, to an end for a reason. And the people you love, you can always love. You just have to learn to love them differently. Like there's some people I cannot love as openly, as freely, as loudly, as... Okay, openly and freely and loudly is giving secrets. But, like, I just can't love as deeply because I know that's not reciprocated and I know that's not the space for me to be doing that and this friendship isn't going to serve me. But I can care about you from a distance and wish you well but maybe not have you in my personal capacity. And that's what God is teaching me. The people he's taken out, he's taken out for a reason. And I'm someone who's very forgiving. Like, again, a hardened heart, a hardened heart doesn't suit me. So even when I'm at odds with someone, like, I can be angry, I can be mad, but eventually I can guarantee you that I'm going to get to the point where I'm like, this is not worth it. And I don't like this feeling that I feel towards that person. Like, I don't like to harbor hate. It doesn't suit me. Having a hardened heart does not suit me. Softness is where I'm at, like through and through. So 
I even feel God saying to me like, okay, Google, you're like contemplating going back to these relationships. And I'm kind of telling you that you're not going to get what you need. And maybe they haven't changed in the manner in which you thought would need for them to have changed. So you're going to put yourself in that situation. The same thing is going to happen. You're then going to end up being resentful or being in a weird place with these people again, harboring hate, harboring animosity, harboring whatever feelings it is, have to deal with that, then get to a place where you're now feeling peaceful again and do the cycle again. Whereas God is like, he's kind of telling me that you had your run and those are good people. They're just not your people. And that's okay. Like, love them from afar. Care about them from afar. I took them out of your, your life for a reason. Don't put them back in. You know? And I always say to my friends that God gives me two of the same things often to show me which is him and which is not. Like, he'll give me a friendship where I feel like God's presence is there and this is a good friend to me and so forth. And he'll give me a friendship or there'll be a friendship where his presence isn't there. And he'll kind of just leave it up to me and be like, where do you feel most comfortable and what kind of friendships do you want, you know, and what do you want for yourself? So often when I'm losing people, I think about the caliber of people that I have in my life and that brings me so much solace and so much peace because I know I have God's love in my life, you know. I have, I know I have God's hand over my life um, through the people that are in my life. So I'm just learning to trust God a lot more and not being in someone's life the way you were before doesn't mean beef. You just learn to love people differently. And if that means space and that means time and not interacting as much, that's cool. And also, I'm just going to end this episode off by saying that failed relationships are nothing to be ashamed of. I think that when a friendship or relationship doesn't work, we internalize that a lot and we feel like there's problems with us and like, oh my goodness, why didn't it work? Maybe I'm a bad person. It's embarrassing that I couldn't make this relationship work. It's embarrassing that I couldn't make this friendship work, but it's not embarrassing. You know, I think relationships are a two-way streak, firstly. So more often than not, it's not probably just your fault alone. If something is to die out or fizzle out, it's most probably just because of both of you just aren't eye to eye, aren't seeing eye to eye, aren't on the same page. And I'm just realizing like, Oh, I grow, hey? Like, I think so much. Yo, bro, like, I'm not the Gugu I was two days ago. I'll tell you that for free. Like, I wake up as a new version of Gugu every single day. And that is a lot of changing. And I think that's why I speak to my friends as often as I do, because I'm always unpacking old behaviors and just, like, I'm just always in my thoughts. And if you're not in a space where you can grow and take accountability, then you're not in a space that is for you. So don't keep yourself in failed relationships because you're scared of what people will say. There is no shame. You tried. Like, you outgrew each other. That is normal. They cross your boundary and you just don't see them in that way. Don't think you can trust them anymore. That is okay. That does not mean beef. That doesn't mean we hate each other. Doesn't, that doesn't mean we're fighting. But that is just me actively taking myself out of your life and being like, you know what? We're not serving each other and that's okay. And there's no shame in that. And there's no shame. There's no shame in failed friendships. And I think that's why I had distanced myself from that conversation on the timeline. Because I think, honestly, there's maybe some internalized shame. And I just wasn't willing to admit it. So I sidelined it and acted like I didn't have any friendship breakups. When in actual fact, I did. You know, and I almost felt like friendship breakups were reserved for your best of bombas, for your best friends. But it's not like that. Like, if you lose anyone you had any sort of relationship with and anyone that you cared about, it will hurt. And that's okay. There's no shame in that. I don't know, man. I don't know. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. That's why I'm going to end this episode. Thank you so much for rocking with me throughout season one. I think we're like really close to 100k listens, which is freaking crazy i'm excited for season two we are back on the 26th of may yeah i have a lot in store for you guys and keep good keep warm keep safe i love ya.